Are you practicing or are you saying you can't say no? If I say no, then they're gonna hate me. Until you can learn to say no, you're lying to yourself, Joan. Can we stop a little early today? No. See how easy that is? season two again with just say no welcome to oh hell yes a girlfriend's podcast i am your host nettie smith and i am etsy Rowe. and we're here to give you the best discussion of uh this episode because ah oh, so happy for joan learning to set boundaries and damn they needed to be set because jesus christ with these people well mostly um <laughs> mostly your favorite character Mostly Tony. I mean, she kind of went hard on Maya. What Maya did to you? Damn. I think Maya was just a collateral damage because it's like you can't sit there and be mad at Tony for disrespecting boundaries and then sit there and let Maya get away with stuff. You know, you can't tell Lynn to respect boundaries and you've got Maya doing this shit at work. Like you have to be consistent with all the friends. So I think Mm -hmm. that's why uh, Maya got it, too. I mean, she even went in on William, so. Okay. Before we get into that, though, I know, listeners, we we actually record these episodes a little in advance, but I don't know if people are still talking about Meghan and Harry, but let's talk about this damn interview. Let's get into it, I was like, I know it's going to be bad. I know. But I didn't realize how crazy it was going to be because... I will say, shout out to Meghan Markle. I stand with you, and I appreciate you being in this interview and being composed. Because I would have been like, hey, yo, let me tell you what they said about my baby. Let me tell you some shit. Uh, let me tell you something, Oprah. I'm about yeah. to spill all the tea. I would she have did. Been. She did, but she did it very composed. And there were some times where she was like, let me think before I say what I'm about to say. So she would pause. Mm-hmm. And then she would say. And I like that because... Mm-hmm. You know, if she would have went in like I would have went in, they would have been, okay, that's right. That's a black side coming out or some shit like that. You know, (laughs) they, they would have said that. It's just so crazy how like this woman has been terrorized, harassed, racially profiled, all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. And she's still expected to keep her composure. Like, isn't that what being a black woman in America is about? It is. It is because we can't go off like the Karens. We can't do that because yeah. we're, we're, that we're then feeding into the stereotype. Even though if someone talks shit about my child, though, come on now. I ain't going to sit there quiet like in front of Oprah because at that point, we both black women. We finna talk. We finna talk how we talk. But <laughs> I have to keep my composure. And I absolutely love the part where she was like, Oprah said, I heard there was a rumor that You made Kate cry. And Megan goes, actually, Mm -hmm. it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like, she didn't be like, nah, nah, that bitch made me cry. No, she was like, it was the opposite. Like, very, very composed because that's, they're not going to listen if you do it the way I would have done it. And also, it's something where, where did that even come from? Like, so she made Megan cry, right? Kate made Megan, Megan cry. Yeah. Where did the rumor of it happening where Megan made Kate cry even come from? 
we know where it kind of did come from. Mm-hmm. And why didn't they rectify that situation and straighten out that rumor knowing that it wasn't true? That's the thing. Like, she she posed that question. It's like, well, you, you guys are around here. Everybody knows that we squash it and everything. Why not come out and just retract that whole rumor and just kill it right now? They let it perpetuate. They didn't niggas have thought of the shit. That's why. Where the fuck that shit came from? How how that leak? How? They trying to put they trying to paint her in a certain way. So I guess they wanted her to leave. They're like, we don't got to deal with her or her partially black baby. Even that baby, <laughs> they got the nerve. I know that baby is. What is color light the bright. baby was gonna be? Are y'all dumb? <laughs> how do y'all not know how the math of skin tones work? Because I'm saying Megan's not dark, and not, neither not, is Harry. Not at all. So not we're, in the least bit. you know what they did? They probably watched the Cosby Show and they didn't realize how like all the colors work. Because <laughs> in the Cosby Show, all the kids are different colors. That's the rainbow over there. Are we gonna get a Theo <laughs> or a Sandrine or a Lisa Bonet? Child, are we gonna get a Lisa Bonet? What we gonna get? We don't know. But that was just a dumb question to even even come up with. And I love that Harry was like, and I'm not even gonna talk about who said it. I would have loved for him to be like, well, guess who said it? Let me tell you who said it. But word on the block is it was the brother. That's what they said. That's what the word on the block is. Allegedly, I don't want nobody coming for me. Ain't nobody finna. Well, we do have we do have British listeners, and but I know where y'all stand. If y'all are listening to us, if y'all are listening to our podcast, y'all know know what side y'all are on. (laughs) But dang, Prince William. That's what they said, yeah. They said the William said he want to know how Doctor Kid finna be. He dumb as a box of rocks. <laughs> Have you seen the fucking parents? <sighs> and then here come Pierce Morgan, bitch ass. Oh, come on with Pierce Morgan. He's a waste of space, man. <laughs> Megan ghosted him like back in grade school or some shit. And this nigga is married. And he been yeah. married. He was so married at that bad. time, apparently. But he's still like, holding on. A psychopath. That's crazy. That shit is wild. That's how these men yeah, do. We stand by you, Megan. We stand by you. They be out like they old stuff because they put you in a cab safely one day. I'm like, she probably just accepted it not to be mean because I'm sure that he mm. was being very creepy. And you know what men do when they're talking to you and they act like they can't take sh- social cues? Like, um, yeah, no, I like kind of trying to. Yeah, motherfucker. That's why you ain't hear from her again. Yeah. What do you think? Like, it's kind of like when a guy buys you a drink at a bar, but he's being crazy and and whatever, kind of being weird. But you take it so you don't so he don't get like extra extra confrontation or anything. Right. Just to be nice so that there's no confrontation. Us girls, we do that a lot because we don't want to get a negative reaction out of you. We don't want to get hurt. (laughs) We don't want to get stalked or whatever. So we'll be nice in public and take the drink or take the ride in the Uber. But that don't mean we we want you. If you ain't hear from us in a while, child, we're not paying hard to get it. We're not interested. <laughs> exactly. Man, what a crazy time, though. Megan, just know if you ever want to come on the show, friend of the show, Megan Markle. Shout speaking into to existence. you, Meg Meg. <laughs> Hell Y'all yeah. You're putting bitches on blast. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's go. You know, I know she got, she her and Harry got a, a podcast. So um, you know how to, you know how to work a mic. So if you want to come on the show. Chat about girlfriends? Come on. We'll welcome you with open arms. No judgments here. We got you. But uh, let's get on to this episode. Original air date, September 17th, 2001. Writers were Mark Alton Brown and D. LaDuke. Go ahead and give me this opening scene, Etsy. 
Okay, so William is out here in the office and he out here flirting and he talking about, oh, um, yeah, this suit is made out of so-and-so, but I make it better or some shit. Yeah. Just some dumb shit. <laughs> and <laughs> and then Maya is like, okay, so you're engaged. What's going on? And then William was like, oh, well, you know, I can't flirt a little bit. And Maya is like, no, don't let a hoochie <laughs> with what? Synthetic titties? Yeah. Don't let a hoochie with synthetic titties ruin your engagement in your future marriage. And William is like, well, ain't nothing wrong with my synthetic. Ain't nothing wrong with nothing synthetic because my pillows are synthetic. And I be, my head be between them them pillows all day, every day. He be motorboat, Come on. That's nasty. Whatever. He's, oh, that, that noise, that motorboat <laughs> noise, I didn't need that from him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay. He's not hot <laughs> enough to do that. Like, you know? <laughs> I said, yo, this is hilarious. So still at the law firm, Joan and William are in her office, and William poses a question, does she think he's sexy for sexy sake, or is it that he's sexy because he's engaged? And she's like, I wouldn't say sexy. And he's like, okay, so hot. But that's beyond the point, because the real problem is Joan has a question about whether William has ever lied to his therapist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm actually kind of hurt that you assume that I've been to a therapist. Mm. Here we go with this early 2000s mindset and stigma. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the gag is William has gone to therapy and um, he told Joan that previously and that he's lied to his therapist only about the traffic of, of when he got there and stuff like that. But Joan's like, yeah, I lied. I lied to my therapist about ditching Tony. Mm. she's impeding her own what's her the word her own um, progress yes she really is by lying to him and not doing what he suggested or what he mm-hmm. thinks would work to fix her situation and then that's when Maya comes in to let um, to let her know her schedule for that day Joan's schedule she has therapy at 1 she booked a lunch with Tony at 2 and then Maya's like you gotta you got to get back by three because I have a hair appointment to go to. Before she says that, she mentions that you need to drop Tony because if you dropped her, you'd have a lot more time in your day. Very true. Okay. But Maya's like, yeah, I got this hair appointment at three. So you got to be back to cover the phones. And we get a reference to future characters, Peaches and Ronnie. I think we've talked about Ronnie before. Ronnie's her cousin and he owns mm-hmm. a hair salon called Situations. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you're, if, um, she says about Ronnie that if she's late, then Peaches will have to do have to wash her hair, and he's too rough. So we'll meet Peaches a little, later on down the line. Mm. But Joan's like, nah, that's gonna be a tight squeeze. And Maya's like, well, if you cancel on Tony, but she don't want to do that. So she agrees to meet Tony fifteen minutes earlier and cut her therapy session short. Mm-mm. Like, why? Tony's the reason you need therapy. Why can't you cut Tony off 15 minutes? Right, exactly. You can't cut off your mental health progress and your your mental health break. And that's just not, I can't, I can't with this situation, but I'm glad she rectifies (laughs) it midway through the episode. So Maya leaves. And I love the line that ends the scene where William's like, oh no, Joan says, can you believe her? And he says, well, that's what happens when you make friends with the help. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. And that's very true. That's what happens. They get comfortable and they start mm-hmm. booking appointments during work. 
So uh, next we see Joan in therapy and they're talking about Maya getting her hair done. And Dr. Bale says, wait, aren't you her boss? Joan's like, well, no one's really the boss of Maya. Mm. And then she's like, well, how were you able to cut Tony off so easily, but not Maya? And she mentions Mm. that Tony's done worse things. And Maya's offenses are like solely misdemeanors. True. I get that. And then he changes the subject to Tony. And Joan just points out all the good things about Tony. Tony is giving. Half the shoes in my closet are just because gifts from her. And Tony's able to remain calm in a crisis. So are sociopaths. (laughs) And she's funny. Narcissistic personalities usually are. The reason she buys you gifts is because she is trash and she's trying to buy your affection back. Is that what you think? She wants to manipulate you. She's like an abuser. You yeah. Know. The ones that, that'll hit you and then buy you a puppy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't that bad. Tony ain't out here beating bitches up. But yeah. Like- <laughs> but, I mean, she did slap her and, <laughs> in Jamaica. And then she come by midway through the episode buying her expensive behind shoes. That's the reason she's trying to smooth things over. And um, some of these traits leads Dr. Bell to call Tony a sociopath. Lack of emotions, mm. easily manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, that tracks with me. I, um, I read a great book called uh, The Sociopath Next Door. If you guys want to read it, go ahead and look up that book. And it'll give you all the warning signs of a sociopath so you know. You know mm. when you meet one, you know when to cut that person off so you don't invite these type of people in your life. So go ahead and read that book. Mm. I recommend it. Um, but Dr. Bales realizes the reason she's saying all these wonderful things about Tony is because she hasn't broken off the friendship. He's a very wise man. He can read her very well. And um, sadly, I thought we left this in season one, but we get a fourth wall break. Oh. You remember? <laughs> it's not terrible. <laughs> It's not. It is light, but still, I'm like, I thought we were done with this. Yeah, it's residual. Oh, God. But <laughs> she looks at us and she tells us he's right. He's good. And she needs a new therapist. Oh, why? Because this one can pull your number real quick. Is that why? Yep. That's why. He see right through her. But that's what you pay him for. You pay him <laughs> to, be, to be perceptive and all that stuff. But she lies. She's like, I did break it off. She's like, why would I come here and spend money just to lie to you? Yeah. Why are you doing that? That's what I was saying. That's, exactly that's what you're what doing. You're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you must got money to waste, girl. That's that lawyer money. Just tossing money in the air just to lie. Mm. And then she accuses Dr. Bales of calling her a liar. Totally gaslighting him. Um, gaslighting her therapist. Jesus. But I'm pretty sure he can see through that as well. So he goes, great. It usually takes months for people to accomplish what you accomplished right off the bat. And she's like, well, mm-hmm. that's why I'm top of my class. You can put that in your notes, too. He's like, don't worry about that. I'm putting everything in my notes. I think it might be my next book. <laughs> oh, is that legal? Uh, I don't even know. Because you got to ask the person, right? You have to ask if I can. No, you can change the name. Couldn't you? Damn. Yeah, I guess you could. But Instead of her name being Joan, you can be like her name was Sloan. Or Joanne. Nah, that's too close. <laughs> Joanne's too close. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but I'll be like, yo, that's a great book. Like, this, the way the way Joan is acting all crazy and back and forth and all this stuff. It can be called ses- Sessions. Mm, little case studies called Sessions. It could be like an anthology, a little book of oh, anthologies, so, yeah. anecdotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So what's going on at Joan's house uh, with Len and her special friend? Child, she done brought this Jamaican nigga to Joan's house. <laughs> and <laughs> and apparently she's training him on how to get down on the floor and how to leave and hide if Joan comes. So in this scene, she goes, oh, hey, Joan. And then she's timing him. And then she goes, nah, you was too slow. You got to be faster than that. She be walking quick. And he's like, I'm sorry, man. Me have rug burn on me elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, my pretty lady. Mm-hmm. How come I can't just tell Joan that here? Huh? It's giving me very Tay Diggs and how Stella got her groove back. I yeah, of know. course. Yeah, we said that in the last episode, but also Miss Cleo. <laughs> yeah, it's giving me that too. It's really bad. And it seems like he kind of amped it up in this episode. He got the mon and the meab rug burn. Like, the bushes. <laughs> the inflections. I'm just like, oh, sure. Ah, man. Yeah, but if somebody paid me a lot of money to be an actor and have a really bad Jamaican accent, I'll tell you what, I turn right into Patra. I'm Beanie Man at that point. You give me the check. Shit. Call me Sean Paul, bitch. <laughs> Just give me the lie. <laughs> Let me stop. Jesus. See, there we go. Our accents are not that good. <laughs> Let me stop. So Bosco's injured because they had Welcome to America sex on the floor and he got rug burned. So he can't run as fast as before. But Len's like, listen, if four Jamaicans can race a bobsled, you can make it out this room in seven seconds. Cool runnings. Oh my God. <laughs> so Tony and Joan are at lunch, which is a ridiculous sentence. I can't believe I just said that. Um, they're at lunch together. How about that? That's even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Tony's late. Joan says she already ordered food. And Tony's like, great, what'd you order me? Bitch, nothing. <laughs> nothing. She didn't know she was even going to show up. Not a damn thing. Zero. Not a, not yeah, a damn thing. Yeah, you eat this big old zero. How about that? So Tony's like, well, it's okay. We'll just share. Mm? What? You want me to oh, share no. my food? Oh, no, no. We don't, you don't just say you're going to do it. You ask, and I have the option of saying yes or no. Like What? Girl, there's two things a bitch ain't sharing, and that's her food and her nigga. So, skirt, skirt, okay? And possibly her umbrella, because okay. two, two people under a small behind umbrella isn't efficient. Let me just say that, guys. We know, especially when you're trying to keep your hair dry. If somebody Mm-mm. else didn't bring their umbrella, that's just what it is. Because this is a one-person umbrella. When it comes to, it is, it, we, may, we may as well not even have the umbrella. <laughs> so... They're meeting because Joan has some leads on a real estate property for her so she can, you know, get back on track with her job. I don't know why Joan feels obligated to help. Maybe it's because she watched Tony lose her Range Rover in real time and mm-hmm. get it taken. And Tony did go in and talk about how her life is going downhill and she mm-hmm. wants to help her. So Tony um, comes in to lunch and she also... Tony bought this woman a pair of shoes from Saks Fifth Avenue. Not only did she buy some for Joan, she bought herself a matching pair. This woman, who's on the brink of losing her job, hasn't sold a house in forever, is buying, I'm assuming, high-priced shoes. This is not like a double-digit shoe. Oh, yeah. This is a triple-digit shoe. I'm thinking in the high triple digits. Like how high? You know, 700. What? 800. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking... 
two hundred. Tony got a, Tony most. got expensive taste. I feel like. Dang, I don't even know a heel that costs that much. Maybe because I'm just a broke bitch, but she <laughs> she like them duvets from Italy and shit. Oh yeah, oh, it, could, it could definitely be in the high yeah. triple digits. True that, and she bought two pair. Two of them shits. She want that shit with her credit card. She out here capping. Still though, you don't got no money to pay pay it off from your credit card. Yeah. And Joan points it out, and she's like, "You should take both pairs back." But Tony's like, "I've never returned a pair of shoes in my life." Hmm. That's y'all's favorite character, not mine. I don't know. know. <laughs> She's just out here looking dumb and irresponsible. Mm. So right outside, we see Maya and William waiting at the same restaurant to go inside and get lunch. Mm. And this woman comes up and she recognizes William from the gym. And is like, oh my God, hi. And apparently she recognized him because he's always on the elliptical wearing these little tiny bike shorts. <laughs> okay, and that sounds girl. very on par, very on par for William. And he says that... uh that he bought them because they don't chafe. And he got them in the valley from a store in the valley. And she's like, oh, maybe you could show me where it is. She means the store. But William's mm-hmm. like, oh, the chafing? It's cleared up by now. <laughs> Thanks to the Ew. shorts. <laughs> you thought you wanted to see your chafing? Ew. That's when Maya steps in and she's like, bro. This is the part where you get your mind out of your shorts and you tell her that you're engaged. We're just having a conversation. And the conversation should be, I'm engaged. Scat, be gone. You have no power here. So he mm-hmm. tells her the truth. And he's like, next time we see each other, we can smile and nod. And she says, you're lost. I was going to ask you to spot me on my mattress. Oh, dang. Oh, that's a cute line. That is a cute line. I will say. Mm-mm. But, yo, are people just talking like that out in the open <laughs> on the streets? <laughs> Nasty. There's a bunch of people around that hurt. <laughs> no shame. <laughs> but William don't see the problem with flirting. And Maya reminds him that Yvonne will kill him. Powerless flirting leads to her buck naked. Buck naked leads to you being her baby daddy. Baby daddy leads to another failed black marriage, which leads to yet another incident of black on black crime. Because you know Yvonne will kill you. Mm -hmm. And you know she has a gun, so... Mm, She's a cop. Probably get away with it, too. Oh, she knows exactly how to get get away with it. Even if she didn't even cover it up. Cops get away with murder all the time. Yep. They really do. But guess who else? Who else walks into this restaurant? The therapist. Yes. And I love stuff like this. I love the drama because I'm like, he's going to see that she's having lunch with Tony. But it could be a situation where Tony didn't have to introduce herself. That's what I was about to say. I think that Joan should have stepped in and said, oh, hi, this is my friend. How are you doing? Oh, my God. That would have been good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) He's like, hey, and Joan looks all stuck and stuff. And they sit there and chat a bit. And Tony introduces herself and says, hi, I'm Tony Childs. She really articulates her name. Like, she really Mm -hmm. pronounces it. Hi, I'm Tony Childs. And that's when he realizes that Joan's been capping in in therapy, really, Mm -hmm. about breaking it off with Tony. But Joan tries to play it off like, oh, I know so many Tonys. So he leaves. And Tony's like, wait, who was he? And how many Tonys do you know? And Joan says, There's Tony, my neighbor, and then there's Tony, the florist assistant, and then there's always the R&B sensation, Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> and then she's like, actually, okay, let me, let me just tell you the truth. That was my therapist. And Tony's like, you mean physical therapist or do you have issues? Here we go. Another one. Another one. 
this early 2000s, it's weird. It's like going back in a time capsule here. The way mm-hmm. they're shaming mental health. Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, an actual psychotherapist. And she's like, I'm going to him because of you. Of course, Tony thinks she's lying. <laughs> I don't know why, because you got to think back to all the stuff you done did to this woman. Mm-hmm. And Joan's like, we've been going through some things lately. And Tony's mm-hmm. like, but we're best friends. We're almost like sisters. No, but you're not sisters. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. People be like, oh, my best friend is like my sister, like your sister. You know, right. when it's sisters, it's harder to break that off because that's blood, you know? Right. We're best friends. Like, we came into this world separately from separate families. Like, we ain't living the same crib. Yeah, we, we're not the same. We're not stuck to each other like that. So Tony's like, listen, we're making progress. We're having lunch together. It's a step in the right direction. And Joan realizes mm-hmm. that lunch wasn't a good idea. And I'm like, girl, the truth shall set you free. Mm-hmm. And the way Tony is pleading with her, too, is almost kind of, like, manipulative. Like... Mm-hmm. It's a lot of gaslighting because she eventually tells her... We've never had secrets before. I think this man is creating issues. Convincing you there's a problem between us? So you'll keep coming back. She's basically trying to, like, kind of do us against the world, us against the therapist kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. she knows, she knows in therapy, they talk about her and she's not there to hear it. So she's like, okay, I got to get Joan back on my side. So let's just like bad mouth this therapist who knows nothing about us, who doesn't have our best interests at heart. He just wants you to keep coming back. So he's trying to perpetuate your feelings mm-hmm. so you can keep spending money on him. And Joan's kind of playing into it. She's like, dang, that sound kind of right. Because mm-hmm. Joan, I don't know. She don't pull the wool over Joan's head, over Joan's eyes. Joan is like a child. Oh, it's so easy. Like I know. It's like trying to tell her which way to go when you're mapping out her, her route, but she can't see left and right. She doesn't know what her left and her right is yet. So you're like, no, you got to go this way. And you see the way out, but she can't see the way out like we can. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sad. But Joan mentions that she wants to spend some distance away from her. And I'm happy she says it, but... Tony's like, nah, we ain't doing that. Um, <laughs> Tony, like, what? This nah. girl, bye. So this woman's delusional. But here's the thing, like, Tony's trying to act like, yeah, just spreading rumors and lies about me. Like, bitch, you try to sleep with her man. You slapped her in Jamaica. You're doing a lot of crazy shit that no one needs to convince Joan of anything. Right. We are, we are weirded out that she hasn't even thought to leave permanently until now like girl what yeah this should have been happened try to fuck her nigga yeah this should have been happened but tony's just like oh no it's you and me there's no he and you and me so get rid of this therapist and joan's like okay you're right they tell each other they love each other and they apologize and order some green tea ice cream yum yum Mm. yum um so Joan's back to therapy the next day and the therapist is like, listen, Joan, you're never going to make any progress if you come in here and tell me what you think I want to hear. Is this a pattern with you? And mm-hmm. he brings up pretty good facts that support that she just doesn't have a backbone. He brings up uh, the fact that she lets people get away with anything, can't confront them. He brings up the issue with Maya. She has problems 
Joan also has problems letting Tony know what's up. She has problems telling Lynn to find somewhere to stay. Mm-hmm. She's letting Lynn stay in the house for God knows how long because she can't let go of Lynn. And Lynn had the audacity to bring her nigga from Jamaica. Yeah, the she's fuck? crossing lines. Like, if you're going to let her stay in that long for months and months and months, she getting mad comfortable. The mad fuck? comfortable. You don't know that nigga? Uh-uh. Yeah. And he over here trying to get a green card. He got somewhere to stay now. <laughs> he don't got to pay for nothing. You know he ain't finna get a job because he gonna stay there for free or he think he is. Mm-hmm. And Lynn thinks he is too. So then he poses the question again. Is telling people what you think they want to hear a pattern for you? And she starts to cry. And she she says she wants to be friends with Tony, but she doesn't want Tony to keep hurting her. Mm. And she says, how do I stop these people from walking all over me? And what's his solution? His solution is to say no. And then she goes, no. And then he goes, are you saying it or are you saying no to saying no? (laughs) And he's like, until you can actually say no to them, you're lying to yourself. And she's like, okay, well, can we stop a little early today? And he says, no. See how easy that was? And it was over to the next scene. I love that. (laughs) Learn to say no. So later that night at Joan's house, it's the middle of the night and there's an intruder. (laughs) Tell me about the intruder. Well, first of all, Joan is getting a little uh, midnight snack. It's at night. Everybody's sleeping. She's topless and she has her (laughs) underwear on. And then she's as she's closing the fridge. Oh, boy, just comes out of the blue. And then she's like, oh, my God, don't hurt me. (laughs) And then he drops to the ground. And then Lynn comes out. And then she goes, oh, my God, what's going on? And Joan is like, who the hell is this? And Lynn is like, remember, you know him from Jamaica with the speedboats and shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then Joan is like, oh, well, just tell him to turn around so that I can go inside of my room. Because, you know, she's topless. Which, yeah, she grabs wow. the... Uh, like the mitts? Yeah, the, she, grabs the, the, she grabs the cooking mitts and puts them on her boobs. And she hops over the uh, the counter and goes to her room and puts on a robe. But before her, she comes back, they're like, ooh, see, she knows we're here now. You're here now. So, like, let's wait, like, a few minutes because uh, she'll go right back to sleep and we can christen the couch. I'm like, y'all just savage. Y'all are savage. So as they're about to do that, she comes out and she questions Lynn and she says, how long has this man been in my house? Lynn says about a week. Wow. I just like, when were you going to tell me? Um, when we got caught. Sounds like a child. (laughs) And also, how big is your house that you don't know somebody in there for a week? Yeah, that's one thing. Well, yeah, let's hang on that for a bit. Um, How? And we don't even know. Remember, they have one bathroom because Sean was going to build a second one. Remember he said mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So, like, how? Oh, no. But what I don't understand, going back to him being in the middle of the night out in the kitchen, if you're trying to hide anything you need in the kitchen, Lynn should be going to get wake Lynn up. You need mm-hmm. a drink of water from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Wake up Lynn. Say, hey, Lynn, go give me a cup of water. Now you <laughs> don't. How are you that comfortable? You only been there a week and you're trying to hide from her still. That's what I'm saying. When they did the practice runs, you wasn't even getting out the living room quick enough. So mm-hmm. how you think 
that you just gonna go out into the kitchen and grab yourself a little snack. <laughs> you should have been prepared. You should have gotten the snacks before you went to sleep if you ain't gonna wake up. That then. too. That or too. Or if you want something different, you want some water or some juice or whatever, you just gonna have to drink your spit because <laughs> you can't be coming out in the middle of the night. Yeah. The fox scaring niggas. Yeah, especially when, like, you ain't supposed to be there. She can call the cops on you right now. That's what I'm saying. You ain't supposed the to be here. And you black? Oh, they're going to come <laughs> quick, quick. So, what a Jafakian accent? <laughs> oh, they're going to deport you fast. <laughs> but um, that's when Jones like, you know what? No. No. You're not both staying here, okay? No offense, Vasco, but I don't even know you. But I do. Not good enough. Look, you can stay, but he can't. And Lynn tries to play the sympathy card, and she goes, well, if he can't stay, then I'm leaving too. And she's like, good. See go. Deuces. So then she's stuck, thinking about what to do. And the next day at work, Joan is feeling herself. She is in full effect with this whole no thing. It is her new secret weapon. No. Like, what, what song is that? Oh. Y'all remember that song by, by Monica? It goes, ho, I just changed it to no. Okay, okay. You can also play No, No, No by Destiny's Child. Yeah, that works too. That's a good one. That's the only thing that came to my mind. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, that's a good hey. one. Especially for Bosco. <laughs> hey, song association. Hey. Let's go. So William comes in and he's like, jump. You're going to have to take that phone conference call alone because Yvonne's having a ladies' day and I'm going to get us some Krispy Kremes. No, I'm not taking the conference call alone and I'm not rescheduling. No. So she walks away and he's like, what? And so is Maya. Maya heard the whole exchange. She shooketh too. Mm-hmm. And so she walks into her office and she comes right back out to give a little bit of the business to Maya. You need to find a hair salon that's going to take you after work is over. Uh, Joan, my after work time belongs to Darnell and Jabari. Well then, Maya, maybe you should teach them to do your hair. She just walks away. Oh my God, I love that line. (laughs) I love that. That was a good clap back. Let's go. Let's go. And she walks right into her office. Well, she drops the mic first and then she walks into her office. (laughs) Uh, but you got to I love it. It has to be said. You got to set these boundaries. She's been so lax for so long. They too comfortable. People don't respect her at this point. They think they can do whatever, especially mm-hmm. if she's Maya's boss. Like the fact mm-hmm. that she can t- talk like that to her boss and be like, oh, I'm doing this. You need to cancel your stuff so I can do my stuff. Mm-hmm. That just wouldn't happen any other time with a boss and a, or an employee. So at the Asian spot, I guess they went there for lunch or whatever. Um, Maya's looking in Black Hair Magazine. I guess she's looking for some styling tips. <laughs> <laughs> to teach Jabari and yeah. Darnell. Darnell ain't finna do He's like, I ain't finna touch your hair. I ain't doing that. Nah. <laughs> but Jabari, you can make Jabari do it. But Lynn's looking for apartments in the, I guess, newspaper or something. Maya's like, I don't want to find a new hairstylist. You know, Ronnie knows my kitchen in and out. Mm, the kitchen. We haven't heard that phrase in a while. The kitchen. Well, not in TV shows. Yeah. And Lynn is sitting there wondering if kitchens are necessary in apartments because she's trying to find a deal right now. I don't think she has any money. She doesn't have a job. So how's she going to buy an apartment? I don't know. Move in with Roscoe? V- Vasco with a V. Oh. 
Vasco. Come Vasco. on, guys. I feel like I, I read on Twitter that a lot of people thought it was Bosco, too, until they saw it on Netflix with the captions on. Oh, I like Bosco. Bosco. I don't know. I like Vasco. It sounds more sexy and high class. Mm. <laughs> Vasco. Anyway, <laughs> Tony and Joan walk in. Lynn calls her Nancy Reagan, calls Joan Nancy Reagan because just say no. That was Nancy Reagan's very famous uh, motto about uh, drugs in the 80s, Mm. uh, her slogan. And get this. So Joan has Lynn and Vosco set up a tent in the backyard. They're in Mm. the backyard. That's savage, but appropriate because you tried it. You got it. You you have to force them to find a place to stay and a job. She'll never do that unless you toss her out. Mm-hmm. So Joan tells Lynn, if she keeps talking and trying to like get her way back in the house, she's going to revoke her backyard privileges. So Lynn is silenced, not silent. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. Oprah, Shout Oprah out to was, Oprah. With Oprah the was dropping play. bars. She was dropping bars. <laughs> but this this pisses off Maya and... Maya's like spitting hot fire. She's like, no, you ain't about to silence me because um, my freedom of speech is still intact. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Lynn, isn't it funny? You can nod your head, but... She can get all firm and righteous with us, but she can't bring herself to tell Tony that she's still seeing that therapist. Oh, she stopped seeing that therapist. Oh, really, Joe? I guess I'll just have to cancel those four appointments I made this morning. And I'm like, oh, Maya... Maya said, I'm going for the throat. She chose violence. She surely did. And she does. I mean, if you're going to let your your close friend be your assistant. Assistant, yeah. And have that access, then she can use it like that. Mm -hmm. That that was like a, I felt like that was like a horror movie kind of move. Like, (laughs) so Tony's, Tony's upset. She's like, oh, so you lied to me? And Joan, she's she, Joan's just like, fuck it. She's on some gang shit. She's like, yeah, I lied. Mm. I lied to you. I lied to everybody. I'm a liar. And I'm going to keep seeing the doctor. And Tony doesn't even want to be at lunch anymore. She's done. She's just like, fuck you. And she says, if you keep seeing that therapist, then we can no longer be friends. Joan's like, great. You're going to save me two years of therapy. Oh, wait, four years. Mm. I like that. Okay, Joan, I see you. I want to clap for that. I just, I just love setting. I, I love it. You got to set those boundaries. I'm holding my mic because I broke my mic stand. So I'll, <laughs> I'll slap my knee. <laughs> but this next scene, when Tony is at therapy before Joan even gets there. Mm, that's weird. Uh, yo. Did the doctor say his name when they met? I don't even remember. I'm like, how the fuck she found out? where his office is if you ain't have the name of the doctor you know maybe they talked about it before like in a scene that we didn't see i'm assuming Mm. but yeah she wants to go and tell dr bales her side of the story and i'm like yo that's 100 percent sociopath behavior because she's trying to control the narrative you Mm -hmm. know gives you chills the one person that you want to talk about in therapy is already there that's that's evil so Tony suggests couples therapy and Dr. Bales is like, listen, uh, we can't do that right now. Maybe in the future. But at this point, Joan has a lot more work to do before she can actually confront this issue. Mm -hmm. And Joan goes off. Joan's like, wait, what? I am 
confronting this. I'm in the middle of confronting this. Well, then bring it on. Oh, you don't want none of this. Uh, no one wants none of this. <laughs> All right, this might be a bit unorthodox, but let's take this inside my office. He's like, all right, fuck it. Both of you, come on in right now. We'll just take you both. And this line right here, Tony's like, great, because I've already cleared my whole afternoon. And Sheldon huh? says, well, it's pretty easy to do when you haven't sold any houses. Okay. Listen, John with the boss. <laughs> Man, I love it. But they sit there in therapy together. They're arguing like little girls. And that's the end of that scene. And we get the final scene. And it's William getting hit on by this woman at work. And he kisses her. Like, he bends her over and kisses her. Very weird. I didn't, I didn't I get like, I'm uh, still confused as to why. Because he ends up saying, oh, I know, you're Maya, you're setting me up. You planted these women here. Oh, then why did you, if you knew it was a plant, why did you kiss her? Exactly. But he's like, yeah, I know you were testing your, uh, my faithfulness to Yvonne. And mm. she's like, yeah, I, I set up the first two. But the last one that you just kissed... She's actually suing the firm for sexual harassment. Oh, so he like she about to get a big payout. Runs after her to apologize, and then Maya calls Yvonne and says, "Yeah, girl, he's ready." Mm? And that's it. That's <laughs> that. That was a pretty good episode. I I mm-hmm. love seeing Joan just like take handle of like what's going on in her life as far as her friends and just drawing boundaries. I mean, you can be a great friend without. Letting people walk all over you. And I think that mm-hmm. she believes that initially before this whole just say no thing, she thought if I tell people no, they're going to hate me. Oh, my God. I'm not going to have any friends anymore. It's like, still be a good friend. You know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It was nice seeing Joan do something that's kind of out of character for her. I love it. Yeah. She's typically a people pleaser. But in this episode, she was looking out for herself, which is great to see. And she had the one-liners. I wish she would have came up with those when she was um going back and forth with old boy. But rather late than oh, ever. Oh, with Sean? When he mm-hmm. was like, you done messed up every relationship you ever had. You sure you want to mess up another one? Sure. Coming from a sex addict? Yeah, like, you, ain't, you ain't messed up no relationships? Um, <laughs> But uh, let's move on to the oh, hell yes moment of the episode. This is the, the moment that when it happened made you go, oh, hell yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what's your oh, hell yes moment? I mean, I think mine is pretty obvious when Joan said no to Lynn bringing her nigga from Jamaica, the audacity, <laughs> yeah. to bring some... I'm letting you live at my house for free for God knows how long. And then you bring some nigga that I knew for like five minutes while I was on vacation and you fucking in my house for a week? Yeah. So far? Let's just put all our lives in danger. Let's just bring some random dude to the house so he can murder all of us. Let's do it. Let's just do that. That's how a lot of true crime stories begin. I've heard of that happening where people meet people for a few seconds or meet them online. And they're like, oh, you can stay with us for a bit. You seem cool. And we've talked for a few minutes on or a few (laughs) hours on this app or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they seem nice for a few couple days and a few days. And then they just snap. Mm -hmm. You never know. Um, my oh hell yes moment is uh, part of the, the just say no thing but it's the part where Joan was telling Maya that she needs to teach Jabari and Darnell to do her hair mm-hmm. <laughs> that visual <laughs> them sitting like her sitting in a chair and them braiding her hair or something or I don't know one but... person is on the left the other person is on the right yeah <laughs> I like that because it needed to be said oh my god like and it was like obviously you're not going to tell Jabari and Darnell to do your hair but 
to say it in a way like that to make Maya just go, oh, you're serious. This ain't a joke. I can't talk my way out of this. You are, there's a brick wall here. I'm not going any further, you know? So I like that. And then she turns away and goes right back into her, her office. She doesn't wait for an answer. She just, like I said, drops the mic and leaves. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, those are those were good moments. So let's get in some tweets. I found some cool tweets about uh, this episode. First off, my natural, my way. This episode of Girlfriends, where Joan just started crying when her therapist asked her a seemingly innocent question, is how it really happens. You think you're fine and figured it out. And then your therapist is like, no, you still got some shit to sort out. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like a, it's almost like a autonomous thing when you think you're fine one second, all of a sudden tears just happen. You're like, where are these tears coming from? Mm-hmm. My eyes are wet all of a sudden. Like you were mm-hmm. just, I was just fine. That cry will just creep the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, Periwinkle Trees. She says, thinking about the episode of Girlfriends when Joan's therapist told her to stop being friends with Tony. A reminder that a good therapist helps you to make your own decisions, not tell you who to cut off. Another reminder, therapists are just humans, too. Their word is not law. Yeah, because I've seen some terrible advice that some of you guys have put on Twitter. That's what your therapist told you. And I was appalled. Some of the things that I've seen, too. Yeah, that's a good way to, like, also make it so... Let's say Joan was like, she cuts things off with Tony and then she's like, I regret what I did. Like, I just did this because my therapist told me to and now I regret it. If the therapist lets you arrive at that conclusion, it's on you. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be like, dang, I'm blaming my therapist for the end of my friendship. If you find yourself there and you find your own way there, you can only blame yourself. So I think it's best to let the the client. I'm saying it like I'm a therapist. Look at me. Um, it's best to let the client come to their own conclusions and their own decisions and realizations at the end of the day. Um, lastly, Marina D. Mommy. Tony telling Joan to get rid of her therapist because he's poisoned for their friendship. This bitch is legit emotionally and mentally manipulative. Yes, very much so. She is 100% toxic. Yes, that was, that was textbook manipulation. Yeah, because... You know what's poison for your friendship? The shit you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it? Why he got to be poisoned? Like, you're not poisoned? Come on, Tony. Mm-hmm. Come on, Tony. But that's it for tweets. And that's it for our conversation about this episode, Just Say No. Mm-hmm. And next week, it is Full Court Conspiracy. I vaguely remember what this episode is about, but um, it's kind of fuzzy. Something about a court case and or a lawsuit and basketball put together. <laughs> but also make sure you rate, review, subscribe and tell a friend about our podcast because the more the merrier. Let's keep this conversation about girlfriends going. Yes, please. It's such a fun conversation to talk about these women and how they're related to us and how we can relate to what they're going through. And our updated take, too. Yeah, looking at these older episodes through a 2021 lens is actually very interesting to see how people thought back then and to see, like, how TV shows were made because um, nowadays you would never write a lot of the stuff these people say (laughs) because it can be misconstrued or it can be considered... uh, What's the word? Some type of ism. Some type of ism. Yeah, definitely. It could be some type of ism. So it's really cool to look back at how far we've come. 
So mm-hmm. um, we hope to see you next week when we talk about full court conspiracy. But until then, I am Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.